Right. An LLC is a, is a you know, the, the term is it is a separate legal entity. So for the purposes of the law, Damani LLC and Damani are not the same. Welcome to Biz Build Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at Diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. And that type of person that will be living on the dividends is probably much richer than the person that's working for a salary. I didn't say that. I did. <laughs> And I'd like to add that Amazon don't really pay any taxes to begin with. So, <laughs> when you get into multinational corporations, uh, there's a, a whole separate in- ball of issues that are based around where revenue is generated, and you know this can even be in a, in a company. Something as small as our little company here mm-hmm. that we have. Say we have a job in West Virginia. Shout out Diamondback Tool Belts. <laughs> <laughs> so we got so so um, you know. Let's 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 say you know we're not Diamondback Tool Belts today. We are um, you know Connor Mike and Damani. Connor Mike and Damani who do uh, roadside assistance. Okay. So we get called out to a job in West. Mike Virginia. can change a tire. <clears throat> we get called out to a job in West Virginia. That's not too far from here. We go over there. We get paid by someone in West Virginia for doing some work in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. We now got to pay income. We got to file state income tax in West Virginia. Just because it changes higher in West Virginia, right across the border? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Now that you say that, because now maybe because I took the phone call in Virginia Holy before moly. I drove to West Virginia, <laughs> where did I earn the money? So this becomes a whole separate issue when, you're, uh, when your business is filing taxes, whether or not any of these types of businesses, when you're filing taxes, you have to think, where was the money generated? So I'm setting up a phone line in Delaware <clears throat> tomorrow. Because they don't have tax in Delaware. Uh, They don't have state state income tax. They don't have state income tax. Okay. Um, But, you know, go to a partnership. Say you're in a large partnership. Um, uh, I have a family member who is a a lawyer in a national law firm. They have offices all over the country. Mm -hmm. And they do work in different states. Right. She's a partner for that law firm. Okay. She has to file state income tax in about 20 different states. Oh, my goodness. Based on where the income was earned. That's like, that's a whole job for another person. Obviously, that person has an accountant. <laughs> yes. That they're paying full time <laughs> on a retainer. Because <laughs> let's, let's go back. The, the topic at hand is a corporation, the, li- the liability protection is not that much different than an LLC. Um, but the tax structure is very different, and uh, the levels of ownership can be different. Uh, if you if you are a corporation, you can have you you know you may end up with a board of directors who may or may not be owners of the company that are operating the company. You may have uh, various employee levels. You may have different ownerships uh, amongst the people involved in the corporation. It allows for a much broader sense of, of options for ownership mm-hmm. that then have certain tax ramifications. 
it's it's expensive to file the paperwork, keep it up, and and to have the accountants and legal team necessary to do all that. So for the average, let's say, I'm a guy, I got a business, I got three employees. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to have a corporation. Yeah, I was about to say that because it sounds like more mm-hmm. of a headache to have a corporation right. than any other of these business entities. If you are if you are the, the person who, who there's two or three of you that own the business, you got up to 10 employees or whatever, it makes perfect sense to have an LLC. The LLC is going to provide the protection, the, the liability protection to the ownership. It allows for those three owners, or however many there are, to pay taxes uh, very similar to they would pay their normal income taxes. You don't have to worry about double taxation of the corporate tax and the individual tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also, and then you can have amongst your members, you can have it divided up the ownership however you want to. When I was in a law firm, I became a partner, but I was still the junior partner, and we had, I think, four or five partners at the time. So mm-hmm. we decided every year, it's like, okay, based on the amount of money we made last year, we're all going to sit around here at the table, and we're going to kind of, and, and what our different expenses are, because you know Connor's doing litigation, and he has this many staff members helping him, and, and Joe's doing this, and Bill's doing this. Um, we said, okay, next year, um, we're going to split up the money 20, 30, 40, and 10, or, or mm-hmm. whatever the agreement was. Mm-hmm. That's how we would operate for a year. And then the next year, we could say, wow, you know, Connor, you had a great year. We're going to boost your percentage. We're going to lower some of the percentages of some of these other folks, or however it was. But we had that agreement. Mm-hmm. And that meant that when we when when the income came in, we paid out the income on a monthly basis. We knew who was taking X portion when we decided, okay, we've got some leftover money. How are we going to divide it up? We already knew what the percentage was. And that way, at the end of the year, when we did our taxes, we could say, okay, well, you made this much, and you made this much, and you made this much based on this agreement. So uh, a partnership or a limited liability company, either way, you have the ability to sort of divvy up the income based on whatever scale you want to do. It's mainly going to, you know, it might be based on seniority. It might be based on the expenses. Maybe we have kind of a, uh, a business that does a lot of different things. You know, we, we're kind of a general property maintenance group. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the, you're the drywall guy. I'm the plumbing guy. Mike's the electrical guy. And we have this business and we, we you know, we work with property for property management. Well, we could keep up with all of it. Rather than keeping up with all these expenses, we can just say, well, you know, Mike, the electrical guy, you know, he ends up working a lot of weekends and doing crappy stuff on the weekends, fixing that kind of stuff. Of course, I'm the plumber. I have the crappiest of all. Mm-hmm. You're the drywall guy, man. You get to go in whenever you want to and just and, and do right. drywall. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I get the most money because I got the crappiest job. You're actually in the crap. In the crap, fixing the clogged toilets right, in right. the apartment buildings. Mike has to go in and fix some light switches uh, on weird times, yeah, whatever. So. But, you know, you can regularly – or maybe Mike's actually got somebody helping him, mm-hmm. so we got to kind of give him a little bit of extra money, because or or take money away from him because we as a company we're paying the helper, but he's using the helper the most, oh, so I we kind of ding him for that. Okay, you know, there are a lot of ways you can sort of sit down and amicably figure out. Okay, one of the key things I can tell you is don't zero out the account until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You but, don't spend all your money. Right. Let's say, okay, well. Mike are you said, talking about the end of a fiscal year or are you talking about December 31st? Generally speaking, unless you are a corporation, your fiscal year is going to run just calendar year. Okay. So let's 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 look at it this way. So um, we decide, Mike says, hey man, I need four, I need four thousand dollars a month 
just to cover my expenses. And if we get some more, that's great. But I need I need four a month. He likes that. He's over there nodding. And, and I'm saying, yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I think I need five. And you say, hey, four is good for me. So I was like, okay, so that means we got four, four, and five, 13,000 a month. We know we got to draw that much. Mm-hmm. And last year we brought in fifteen a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is going to work. We're going to pay ourselves that thirteen. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say, well, the percentage of four and four and five. Well, that means we're not going to just take the fifteen every month. Right. We're going to leave some in there. We're going to leave some in there because mm-hmm. guess what? One month we might not make fifteen. Right. And what we don't want to do is then say. Well, man, I said I needed four a month, and well, I got six the last two months, and of course, I was gravy, so I spent it all. Right. I can't pay my rent next month. So essentially, you have to actually pay the company as well, and the company as an entity is its own thing that you have to. Keep what up. ends up happening there is, I hope we have a line of credit at the bank because now we got to go borrow money to pay ourselves mm. because we didn't manage our finances well to say even if we're thirty, thirty, forty, mm-hmm. we don't just take. of the money, 30% of the money, and 40% of the money every month. We say, let's come up with three, three, and four, Mm -hmm. and we'll each take that much. And if there's some left over, maybe in June we've built up an extra 20,000 bucks. We'll pay out a little bit out, some bonuses. Let's take 10 of it home as a bonus. Right, okay. And then at the end of the year, we can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it actually makes their. Some accountants would tell you that it's it's good to zero it out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that would be a, a decision for your accountant to make. But key is don't just take all the money every month and figure, hey, we made this much money this month. Let's split it up by percentages. No, set yourself a benchmark that says this is this is what we can. F- this is what I need to live. Right, right. And I'll and we'll all pay ourselves whatever that is every month, and then you know maybe. No more than quarterly, mm-hmm. we'll say, okay, we got a little extra in there in the kitty. Let's take it out. So, there are some other advantages <clears throat> to keeping money in the business account aside from just making sure that when you have a slow month or a slow few months, that you still have the money to pay off your expenses or in your, your employees? Uh, what if you want to invest in something? Mm. You know, it's like, hey, man, we're doing really well. We need, uh, we need to buy some new equipment. Right. Well, if we've got the money in the account, we can make that decision. It's going to be a lot easier to make that decision if there's already money in the account versus we've zeroed out the account. And Mike says, hey, man, I need this really sweet new bandsaw. Mm-hmm. Can we drop some cash on that? I'm like, well, where wait a minute, we ain't got from? the money in the account. So you want me and Damani to put money back into the business to pay for your equipment. That's going to be a lot harder of a sell than when Mike says, hey, we've got a little bit of extra money. You know, I think if I got this new bandsaw, I could maybe Increase do a little work a little faster. Nah, 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 nah. We'll say, oh, the company will buy that. Yeah, the company yeah, take care of yeah, that. The company can do that. Because in my mind, in my mind, that's the company's money. Right, right. Versus if it's already been moved to my bank account, in my mind, mm-hmm. that's my money. And in my mind, that's all that matters is what's in my mind because I create my own reality every <laughs> single day. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani. And I'm Connor Crook. So, in a nutshell... And I'm going to try to break this down. Well, no, 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 no. Let me back up for a second. 
the first thing that goes through my head when you're talking about these things from the LLC perspective and from the corporation perspective is how those things can be abused. Right. Um, I know I've done a lot of reading about individuals who do shady business. They start an LLC and they start a corporation. Um, they get sued or they they'll go bankrupt. They just close that thing down start one with another name and keep doing the same shady stuff that they were doing all the time. And this is like, obviously, some common practices in some places. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The laws, you know, you're never going to stop bad apples from being bad apples. Mm -hmm. Uh, Laws are there for the benefit of the majority of us who are conducting business in in a sane, rational, fair, reasonable, whatever Above board, however you want to describe it. Yes, any law can be abused. Um, the thing that with the shady dealings, you know, uh, I, I talked about piercing the corporate veil, which could apply to an LLC or a corporation when there's commingling of funds. When you, um, one of the things I did not, we got pulled away before I got to mention this is very important. When I sign a contract, mm-hmm. I don't sign Connor Crook, mm-hmm. I sign Connor Crook as president of Diamondback Tool Belts. Mm. That means I'm signing it now in my corporate capacity rather than my personal capacity. Um, and, and, and you know, that goes with, you know, a, a note. People get caught up. Sometimes they're just filing paperwork. It's like, oh, yeah, you're bar- I'm borrowing $25,000 from you to do something. I got to sign that as president of the company, not as myself. That's going to affect who's liable for that money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I can say about people abusing corporate structures is to abuse a corporate structure legally is difficult. Okay. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. Those folks that are habitually abusing the corporate structure, it's generally there's mistakes in there. Um, now, it again comes back to putting on my old lawyer's hat. It's like, well you know, Damani, you, you really want to sue that guy and he's shut down that LLC and started another one and nah, 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 We could probably spend a bunch of money on the discovery process. We could file a suit. We could f- do a bunch of discovery and try to figure out where he's messed up, where he hadn't dotted all his I's, crossed his T's. Fine. A, a, we could cr- probably create a case to pierce the corporate veil, go after him personally. But the value of doing that mm-hmm. is probably not going to be very high for you because you're going to end up paying me, Mr. Lawyer, a ton of money to do that. Mm. And at the end of the day, that guy, we all, you know, we hear the stories about the billionaire who's done that. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys who are abusing the rules, they're charlatans. They don't have anything anyway. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> I can think back to some people that I dealt with. It was like, yeah, you could chase that guy through four different entities and corporations and LLCs, but at the end of the day... He's got zero assets. The reason he's doing that Mm -hmm. is because he's not any good at what he's supposed to be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. People who are good contractors, good business people, don't have to play the shell game. Mm. Either that or he's a drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Or addict. Or an addict. <laughs> Laundering money for the mafia. Um, so now I want to sort of break this down in the way that my mind sort of understands these things. Um, so like, 
So I'm thinking about this like as a as a sole proprietor. If I walk up to you and I do some foul stuff to you, like punch you in the face or rob you, then that's on me. As a partnership, if I do that, punch you in the face or rob you, that's on you, us together. As long as it was part of the furtherance of the partnership. Now, I got a pretty strong argument. I didn't ever tell you to do that. Mm. It'll be uh, my word against your, yours in court. But then as an LLC or a corporation, I've essentially cloned myself into a whole nother thing that I can send that clone out to punch you in the face, rob you, or do business if we're talking about things that are morally and ethically okay. And that person, that clone, is responsible for whatever happens there. Right. An LLC is a, is a you know, the term is it is a separate legal entity. So for the purposes of the law, Damani LLC and Damani are not the same. You know, I wish I would have known this a lot earlier, especially... LLCs can't get married. <laughs> they can't Don't get married. Don't go there. All right. And none of these people can sell their children, which is a big issue for me. Uh, wow. I think I just... My mind is expanded, is exploded now with all this information. Uh, you may have to go back and listen to this podcast about two or three times and take some notes because Connor just hit us with a ton of information about what it means to start your own business entity. Uh, I hope that you got something out of this. I definitely got something out of this. And as you're thinking about going into your starting your own business, or if you own your own business, you are making the decisions that are correct for you. I'd like to give a big shout out to the third silent member of the BizBuild podcast, who uh, Connor affectionately refers to as Radio Mike. And you can follow him at otozen.io. That's O-T-O-Z-E-N.io on Instagram. Mike is just not only the audio engineer and the mixing engineer, but he is also a producer on this podcast, the music and the introduction that you hear at the beginning, the outros, and the middle pieces are all produced by him. Shout out to him. He's doing an incredible job. Follow him um, on Instagram and keep up with what he's doing. And that being said, we are out of here. Be good to yourself. If not, be good to somebody. This is Diamondback Damani. I'm here with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Y'all have a great day. Peace. You've just been listening to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. Or follow Connor on Instagram at Diamondback.toolbelts. You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today, and we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe.